money now. We're going to go with Mary Holm, who joins us. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Nice to have you on and that beautiful Zoom connection and uh, a very topical <laughs> theme for you today because everyone's talking about inflation and, well, also what's happening with the share market. So thank you for combining both into one topic. Yeah, well, I look. I was you actually mentioned in an email to me last week. How about looking at inflation? And I've been thinking about it since, and thinking what can I say that other people aren't saying? A lot of the experts are bringing out the old chestnuts, like, oh, it <laughs> might be a good time to get into gold. Right. Although, and then they say, well, perhaps it might not, because sometimes, sometimes at times like these. Gold is good and sometimes it's not, you know, and there's all sorts. And I thought, gosh, I'm, I don't know any more than these people who often, they often get it wrong. Um, so I'm not going to come on to your show and say, hey, you should sell your shares or you should buy bonds or you should, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, the inflation has suddenly, you know, in the last few weeks, come into the limelight but as it hasn't for decades actually mm. um, but suddenly suddenly we're all hearing about inflation rising and and some of the experts are saying it's quite likely to go above seven percent whereas in New Zealand it's been down around sort of two-ish for I think all of this century actually mm. um, and and so suddenly suddenly it's there and it, and it matters and and Oh, I've also been getting an increasing number of letters from people saying their KiwiSaver balance is down and what should they do, um, which, you know, and you and I have been through that one so many yep. times before. Um, yep. The inflation one is, is newer. But um, I thought, well, look, the, let's have a look at what's happened over the long term. So I dug out some some graphs and some interesting graphs, first of all, on inflation versus interest rates and um, you, the Reserve Bank puts out graphs on these every now and then and there's some really clear trends that go on through the graph if you look at it from the late 60s on and that is that they tend to move together, inflation and interest rates. So if one goes up, the other tends to go up. But the other sort of clear trend that you see, and it's really obvious, is that up until the late 80s, 1980s, from the late 60s to the late 80s, inflation tended to be higher than bank interest rates, six-month term deposit rates they, they look at. Nearly always through that time, while they were both going up together, um, inflation was higher than interest rates. And so it was bad news for people in bank accounts. They were People's bank accounts were earning, let's see, when I look here, above 14% at some points and then going up to, up to near 18%, which sounds fantastic, but inflation through most of that period was even higher. Mm. So... Even though even though you put $100 in the bank at the beginning of the year and got 118 out at the end, which sounds super, but in fact, your 118 bought you less at the end of the year than your $100 did at the beginning of the year because inflation was even higher, which is sort of quite astonishing now. Um, when you look, though, at what happened, then along came... Don Brash, basically, and he was the one who was the governor of the Reserve Bank and tackled inflation very effectively in New Zealand. And from the late 
80s into the early 90s, it just plummeted. And with inflation plunging down, down to sort of, you know, by the early 90s, it was down to this sort of 2% level from over 18. Extraordinary. And um, at the same time, interest rates also plunged down. And But the key thing is that from then onwards, interest rates have nearly always been above inflation. And so while interest rates are much, much lower than they were back, you know, in the, in the, in the 80s and 70s, they are above inflation and therefore people are actually doing better in banks than they were then because their money buys more at the end of the year than it did at the beginning of the okay. year. Yeah. Um, there are three funny little exceptions, though, when you look at a graph um, to the idea that interest rates are higher than inflation, and they were little funny little sparks in in inflation. Um, one of them was in 2008, and it was caused basically by the global financial crisis. And then in 2011, um, it was caused simply because GST was increased oh, yeah. in, in, the, in late 2010. And so suddenly all the prices went up. Of course they did. And so there was a spike in inflation then, but, but the Reserve Bank brought it back down again. And then now we've got the same thing going on again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's COVID and it's Ukraine and it's oil prices and it's all supply chain problems are all all feeding in to price rises zooming up, as we've all seen, especially notably petrol, but but other things as well. So um, at the moment, inflation is has zoomed back up again above bank deposit rates. Um, and people are saying, oh, you know, this is terrible. I need to get my money out of the bank. Um but and look, I absolutely do not know what's going to happen in the future. I have to say that up front. But if you look at history, it would suggest that bank interest rates will rise. Well, they're already rising, but will rise and get back above inflation. You're talking about what, the you're take, talking about the the rate of interest that banks pay rather than the rate they charge. Well, both actually. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about what they pay on on term deposits. Um, the, what they charge on mortgages um, is always somewhat higher than what they pay on term deposits. That's sort of basically how how they make their money. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, but um, so mortgage rates, are, you know. Well, gee, you wouldn't want inflation to stay at seven percent, then, would you? Because mortgages well, will be up somewhere closer to ten. I know, well, look, and that might happen. I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen to inflation, and I venture to suggest that hardly anybody does, mm. even the experts, really. Um, it, that could happen. It could be that mortgage rates are high. Um, it, 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 it will probably mean that bank interest rates go up too also, you know, so, so it's... In some ways, you could say in the last 10 or 20 years that the people with mortgages have been the winners and the people with money in the bank have been yeah. the losers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that that could change a bit with, with all three going up, i.e. bank deposit rates, mortgage rates and inflation all going up. The, the, the unfortunate thing is that the 
people with mortgages tend to be the younger ones who are struggling more. People with bank deposits tend to be the older ones. Although a lot of them are struggling too. You know, there are quite a lot of people um, who are on NZ Super and have some savings in the bank and that's all. And so, you know, it'll be nice for them if their interest rates go above inflation. And when we look at history, that would suggest that if they hang about a bit, that probably, I don't you know, don't know for sure, but probably will be how things will, will settle, I suppose. But in turning to um, the share markets, they um, have been wobbling around more lately than the than the rest of the century, really. I mean, it's since the since March 2020, when when COVID suddenly struck and the New Zealand and world share markets, if you look on the graphs, they just plunge in a, in a, in a few weeks, well, a few one week probably, um, and then recovered in New Zealand and the world. Since then, though, New Zealand's share market recovered and more, went ahead of where it had been before COVID, but then it's kind of moved slowly downwards, mucked around and not done very well. And, and the world markets had a bigger recovery post-COVID, but they're also turning down a bit lately. And so people, I'm getting letters from people saying, my KiwiSaver balance has gone down. What should I do about it, et cetera? Um, and so I thought, well, let's have a look at the history of this. And I've got some really neat graphs that go for the whole of the 20th century. Mm. So from 1900 to 2000, these researchers looked at inflation and shares. It's American shares, actually. It's American data, but much the same sort of thing was happening in New Zealand. And they show that if you put a dollar in the share market in 1900, 100 years later, you had nearly $17,000. So huge growth. And meanwhile, inflation um, did reduce that quite a lot. But still, your dollar turned into $710 over the century. So it grows far faster than inflation. So after we've taken inflation out of the mix, $1 grew to over $700. That's over a whole century, but still it's very impressive growth. And when you look at bonds, they grew much, much less. So in, so the dollar in bonds grew from $1 to $5 after inflation is, is taken out of it, whereas shares grew to $710. So um, the message here is that if you're worried about inflation, it's really a good idea to get your money into shares and property. That's another, those are the two assets that grow are faster than inflation. They always have, and they always will because there's logic behind it, actually. For example, with shares, a company that's producing goods and services, they inflation raises their input prices, but then they raise the prices they charge the public um, for, for buying their goods and services. And so the value of the company continues to grow with inflation and faster than inflation over the long term. So shares are the way to go if you're worried about inflation. Um, but 
at the same time, uh, you know, so, so putting your money into shares basically means for many, many people who are in KiwiSaver, moving to either a growth fund or an aggressive fund, which are the funds that hold largely shares. So this is this is long-term stuff we're talking about. If, if, if you've got more than 10 years before you're going to spend the money, it's a really good idea to get it into one of those higher-risk KiwiSaver funds. That's always been the case, Jesse. You and I have, yeah. have always talked about, about that. But at the moment, with inflation suddenly rearing its head, it's, it's, it's really odd the way you know, it hasn't for years and it just wasn't something we talked about. And suddenly you're saying, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so so uh, the message is even stronger than ever that if you've got more than 10 years before you are likely to spend money, get it into one of the higher risk KiwiSaver funds and then don't mess with it. You know, don't worry when the share markets go down as they will. They could go down quite a lot in the next while because they've had such a healthy run for a long time, you know, just not just lately, but over since 2000, share markets in New Zealand and world share markets have had a, a healthy run. So they might go down, so you've got to hang on through all of that. Um, but it is really by far the safest place to be if uh, you're worried about inflation for long-term money. And for retired people, they can get into KiwiSaver as well. You know, people still don't all realise that you don't have to be under 65 anymore. Anyone of any age can join. And while people over 65 don't get money from the government and usually don't get employer money, it's still a good place for you to be putting your long-term money into those sort of higher-risk funds. Thank you. And probably a convenient time for me to remind our audience that Mary Holm has a whole book on this topic called Rich Enough, which you can get some more detail on, or you can uh, listen to the various conversations that her and I have had over the years on the RNZ Podcasts page. Thank you, Mary. Great topic. Thanks, Jesse. Nice to talk to you. Mary's in every couple of weeks on a Thursday afternoon.